Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Mastering You, the Lifestyle Performance Podcast. This is the podcast aimed at helping people reach their full potential by mastering yourself. And that can mean different things to different people. So some people that can be mastering your mindset, some people that could be mastering your exercise and training program, some people that could be mastering your stress or your nutrition. And in today's episode, we're focusing on a topic that over the last 70 episodes is the first time, and that is gut health. I'm talking to Tommy Berebi, an expert in um, the health of the gut and the benefits of improving your gut health. It was a really interesting conversation. Uh, It was really interesting, as always, to find out that it was through Tommy's own kind of suffering and health problems from a child to growing up that he came to understand and learn about gut health and the um, just the, the fascinating impact that improving your gut can have. So we go into some really cool strategies. Uh, Tommy shares some, some specific strategies to um, which foods you need to be avoiding, which ones to be putting into your um, diet, and obviously the, the real key benefit benefits. Uh, in other news, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big week. It's been a big week this week. It's our 10-year birthday for LPT, well, 10 years since all incorporation. And boy, has that been a ride. Uh, It's been a fun 10 years, got to work with thousands of people over the last 10 years from Olympic athletes to celebrities and running fitness retreats abroad and opening multiple gyms. And I feel really privileged to be one of the few coaches, I suppose, that managed to stay in the industry um, for so long when the average personal trainer only lasts 18 months um, from the stats that I've seen. So yeah, if you're one of the members listening to this, thank you for following us. Um, And even if you're not one of the members, uh, if you're just a subscriber to this podcast, I want to salute you too. Um, Didn't manage to really do anything too special this week, apart from I suppose the big thing that we did was reopen our gyms and kick off another new six-week transformation program with lots of new members as well as our own. It's been great to see some faces in person again, finally. Uh, it's, uh, it's a rather different experience than looking at the computer and running those Zoom sessions as good as they were. Uh, so we, we are actually continuing our Zooms for a little bit longer yet, but ultimately our big focus is back on our in-person training and that's the thing that I'm going to be focused on more than anything. So um, let's get into this episode today with Tommy. I hope you enjoy it. He's a really cool guy, very laid back, um, but just tells it how it is. And hopefully, I, I would recommend just taking a few notes. And you know, if you, if you like this episode, as always, please head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. Five-star rating means the world to me to get that. Um, and share, you know, share this podcast with a friend. Tell them about it. Tell about the, the tips and the strategies and maybe how it's helped your life as well. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode on gut health with Tommy Berube.
All right, Tommy, we're live. Hey, man, how are you? Hello, Matt. I am doing well. How are you? Yeah, much better for having our gyms open now. So um, we're just in the first week of reopening things properly. And uh, so awesome to have all of our members back on track. So just for the benefit of the listeners, um, you know, uh, just to kind of give a bit of a background, well, for the benefit of our listeners, we're, we're just meeting us, each other for the first time as well. So that's always exciting. Yeah. And just kind of had a quick, of a quick chat before this, just to kind of see where we're both at. Tell me, you know, how, you know, well, actually, let, let's give the listeners an idea of what we're going to cover today, because it's something we've not covered on this podcast ever before in the last 12, 13 months. And it's the subject, um, big topic on gut health. Uh, the importance of gut health, you know, what, why is that something that we should be thinking about, how we can improve it? So I've got lots of questions on this. And this is definitely when you reached out to me, um, that was straight away, it was something like, yeah, I definitely want to, you know, find out more about that, be able to share some, some top tips with our members and our listeners. So um, what I, my first question is, what got you intri- interested in the topic of gut health? Well, uh, a long time ago, in fact, most of my life, I suffered with so many health problems. Um, and I got into PT. And even when I got into PT, I was still not in tune with the health side of it. You know, I was... I was eating a bit healthier, but I still had no idea that the root of all my problems was the gut health. Um, and it took me a long time. It took me took me a long time to actually work out that how I was living and what was going in my body was having a direct impact on not just how I look, but how I think, feel and function as well on a day-to-day basis. And I think so many people, you know, everyone expects their their body to work as it should without really giving it any help from the outside and for so many years I I suffered with so many problems and it just turns out that the gut what I call the pinnacle of our health is the root of so many problems nice nice so so were you a PT before having these health problems yeah, yeah, I was a PT. I mean, the health problem started when I was a, a very young child. And I believe that how those health problems were dealt with as a young child were causing the con- had consequences further down the line. So growing up, I'd say six or seven, um, I was in and out of hospitals with breathing problems and sinus problems, one thing after another. My parents were quite worried, actually. And every doctor gave me a typical antibiotic, right? Which is, you know, what most of them give you nowadays. Yeah. These are life-saving. These are great. You know, what, 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 what a find by a guy in 1928 who found antibiotics. But I was given these over and over and over. And they might have worked for a bit and then I'd get another infection or something else. And I'd be back and forward to doctors all the time. So the only thing of antibiotics is obviously they kill some of the bad microbes organisms down there but they don't discriminate between the good and the bad they just wipe out the lot so growing up um obviously when i hit 16 17 i learned about something called alcohol (laughs) started drinking alcohol and my diet was the typical diet you know cereal for breakfast sandwiches for lunch cakes biscuits you name it snacking throughout the day there wasn't really any vegetables in there 
You know, mm. I didn't know how to cook or anything like that. So growing up, killing off a lot of the good bacteria in my belly and then growing up and then feeding, you know, eating a typical diet, sugar, processed food, I feel like set me up for a lot of problems in my 20s, which I think some of these problems, some people don't start hitting. To, people hit these problems at different times of their life. But for mm. me, it was quite early on. It wasn't, it was mental health. It was physical health. It was the whole lot. There were so many things going on. And I got to a point where I was thinking, how can I help other people if I am walking around feeling like a complete mess, you know, an absolute mess? I was struggling to get out of bed every day. I was struggling to show up, you know, training people face to face. I was not a picture of health. And this was eating me up inside because I felt like a complete fraud doing it. And I had to learn and learn and learn and trial and error and change my ways until I realized that, you know, like a little volume switch, my volume switch at the time was up to like very high with all these problems, but changing was the way to turn it down. And more of the same continued to turn that down. Nice. I like that. I like that sort of volume switch analogy. Um, the, yeah. The reason I asked you about like, why are you a PT bef you know, before the, the health conditions I, I don't know if you agree, like in the health and fitness industry, that there's this almost this misconception, particularly with PTs, to be honest, but but general public as well, that fitness is health, you know. So when you were going through, you, you know, your health problems and you were feeling crappy all the time, my guess is you were still being able to like bench a good weight and maybe doing some deadlifts and lift some heavy weights and and maybe even have a, a decent physique, one that people you know would want. But I've met enough PTs over the years to know that you know what what you look like is not necessarily a reflection of what's going on internally in your body, but also in your head. And th this is such a misconception. A lot of it is exasperated by the media as well. You know, you look at your men's health magazines social media with instagram selfies and people posting how they're looking their six packs that day but you know you don't know the full story of, of where that person is at completely health wise and so yeah i mean does, does that like resonate with yourself massively let me tell you now that i see you know some of these 20 year olds nowadays and you know they're, they're like i was back then they just care about building muscle protein shakes this shake that shake you know all these supplements um going back some time what you said about me having a good physique and stuff you know i was getting my training sessions in let's take a saturday morning for example i was so fatigued on a saturday morning i would take two pre-workouts to get my squat session in because all i cared about was having big quads right and i was going to get this training session in no matter what so two pre-workouts on a Saturday morning, do my training session and then train a few clients. I felt like a zombie for the rest of the day. But anything to get me to get that training session in, my sleep was all over the place. My sleep was so poor and I'd be up during the night and I'd be on my phone and I'd be thinking, oh, I've got three hours till I've got to get up. But I think, you know what? The only saving grace was knowing that I could have that pre-workout in the morning. In fact, this is how it'd be. It'd be a monster energy drink. That'd just get me to the train station to get on the train and train a few clients. And it'd be a pre-workout to get every single workout in. But over time, one pre-workout wasn't enough and I needed more and more and more. 
But all, all I was thinking at the time was I need to be on my own business card. I need to have the physique. I need to look in decent, decent shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, what you just said there is so true. You know, people that your average everyday person might be seeing pictures of people looking ripped and everything. But believe me, people, this is, you know, this does not tell you how good someone's health is. It's like the scowls, you know, the scowls or how mm. people look. They are not a measurement of how good that person is feeling. And there's a lot of fake stuff out there. You know, people, people are finding the perfect lighting, you know, getting a bit of a pump to take the perfect picture for their whatever Instagram or social media. And people think they've got it all figured out when really they've got a lot they've got to figure out because they're going to come to a point where, you know, they're going to need to start getting dialed in on the health side of it. And it's a journey we're all going to, we're all going to go on. Nice, nice. So, okay, so um, so this is the bit that's going to be interesting. So I'm intrigued. So you've gone through this really tough time. You've had health problems, you know, for most of your, your life. You, you're becoming a PT. You're trying to juggle building your client base up and trying to run a business, I guess, whilst doing that. What at what point do you do you really sort of realize what's going on? But why why did gut health become to pr prominence? Like, what where did that? How did that come about? Just pure research or just getting so frustrated about feeling crappy that you did your own sort of, like, like I say, research and you know, that's where you came to? I was at the end of my tether and I was having so many doctor's visits. Um, unless I even when I'm a PT, you know, I'm back and forward to the doctors all the time, getting medication after medication. Nope, that one not working is a stronger one. Got a side effect from that is something else to cover up that side effect. And it just went on and on like that. And I'm thinking, there's got to be another way. Um, and then, you know, I had a few different people I listened to on YouTube. And through those people, I found other people. And through those, I found others. And then I bought books. Um, and there was one book in particular called The, Fung the Fungal Link to Health Problems. And this book opened up my eyes to what could actually be causing the problem or a big part of the problem for me. And in my head, I was going back to the doctors one day and I said, and I really didn't want to ask the doctor this, right? But I said, doctor, it couldn't have anything to do with what I'm eating, could it? No, 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 nothing, nothing. You know, it's nothing to do with what you're eating. Don't worry about that. And I'm thinking, phew, I haven't got to take sugar out of my diet. I haven't got to change anything. Thank God for that because when you are suffering with health problems, you are addicted. Most people are addicted to sugar. Addicted might sound like quite a, quite a big uh, word to use, but can people go a day without sugar? Can people go a day without the typical bread or you know sandwiches for lunch or whatever? Not many people can no. at the time. The answer is no. <laughs> at, at the time, the thought of me cutting them things out was even more depressing. I was already depressed anyway, but I was thinking, hopefully the doctor isn't going to tell me it's diet. And he didn't. And I went, I carried on and carried on. But I, one day I cut sugar out and it wasn't the, the be all and end all. It wasn't the cure, but I turned that volume switch down by replacing sugar with, you know, better foods you know more more vegetables more fruits and that made a big difference so th that told me then that what was going in had a big deal that, a big that was the, the, is that when you start to go down the rabbit hole of really understanding what why that was and what what is it 
about the microbiome that, that actually does this. Massively, massively. And, you know, I eat, live and breathe this lifestyle now. I love learning about it. There's so much to learn about it. And every single day, I read every single night. It's my wind down routine in bed. I never sit there on my phone in bed anymore, you know. I've made all these little tweaks in my life. And if people think they're going to just all of a sudden go from living their life to completely changing it and over overturning it, they've got another thing coming because it is one, one thing at a time. And that is how I'm helping people in my coaching programs, you know. It is small tweaks along the way because if yeah. we do too much too soon, as you will well know, it can be our downfall. It's a massive point. I mean, we're, we're just in our week one of our... We, we have like a lifestyle transformation program and that we have a six week program that we use as like the kickstart to that. And that we, we sort of cover the basics, but um, even already just in the first sort of week, you know, everyone wants to change everything all at once. And, <laughs> yep. you know, me and my, my coaching team were like, Hey, calm down, calm down. Like, you know, let's, let's just focus on getting some hydration and let's focus on getting, getting some movement in, getting you to your training sessions Yes, you know, if you can start getting some clean clean foods in there, get your protein intake up a little bit, then fantastic. But we don't need to change the whole thing. You know, this if you, if you truly want to, to live a healthy, energized life, then hopefully you want to do that for the rest of your life. So, you know, trying to do everything right now in the next week or six weeks even, you know, is, is just not required. And like you said, it really is just taking one step at a time. So just to give the listeners like a bit of education. So, you know, how do you, in simple terms, how do you describe the, um, the, the gut microbiome? So if we look at the microbiome as trillions of tiny microscopic little organisms, now they live on us and in us. They're in our mouth, they're up our nose, they're on our skin. In fact, I even heard one doctor say the other day that on the end of your thumb, there's probably more microbes than the population in our country. But in our gut is where many of them live. There's some good ones and some bad ones. You know, we have got all different things living in there. We've got bacteria. We've got viruses. We've got fungus living down there. Now, people hear the word bacteria, especially in this day and age, right? <laughs> and they think, they think bad, right? But it is those bacteria that live inside our gut that make up part of our microbiome that they make more of the things we want. Think serotonin, the happy chemical, right? people are suffering with depression and they take they take antidepressants called SSRIs stands for selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors right that word serotonin couldn't we just feed our bacteria a bit more and get them to make more of this serotonin and people going around getting b12 jabs you know that gets made in our gut as well of course we get a bit of this from food but it is those bacteria that make B12, serotonin, and so many other things, as well as keeping us regular. Because when we are not regular enough, when we are not removing our bowels regular enough, we are holding on to many of these toxins that we are coming into contact with daily. And I don't just mean toxins in our food, but we are breathing in these toxins all the time. These toxins are in the, the, the products we're putting on our skin. These toxins are in the products we're cleaning our homes with. And even the flame retardant chemicals on our sofas and our beds, we are constantly taking them in. So if we are not removing them, then we are holding on to them, inviting more of the things that we could be suffering with. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great, great. And I think the thing is the microbiome, it's almost like a, a great analogy of, of life in general, isn't it? Because, you know, you need a bit of the good and the bad, you know, 
I mean, you, you, you know, like if you don't, if you don't stress yourself, if you don't have a bit of the, the hardship, you don't get conditioned. And then, and, and so it's a bit like, you know, the, the parents that let the kids sort of play with mud when they're younger. Cause they're like, well, you know, they need, they need a bit of grit and a bit of dirt. And I suppose that's the worry to some extent with the, the mass kind of cleanliness of, of coronavirus is, you know, w- will we see um, a heightened amount of new viruses because of people are, are being coming so conditioned to everything being clean all the time. And the moment there is some bacteria in the body, the, the body just can't cope with it. So true. And, you know, kids nowadays, people aren't letting them out, not just because, of, you know, they're a bit worried about some of the some of the strange people about, but kids nowadays are stuck on their iPads all the time. You know, kids years ago were out playing, getting dirty and stuff, but they was they was conditioning their immune system, you know, by going out and doing these things. And I heard a great analogy the other day from um, a doctor and he said, um, it's a bit like the ocean, right? Sharks are important. You wouldn't, sh- sharks, you wouldn't want the whole ocean full with sharks because they'd just kill all everything below. But they are important in, in the numbers that they're in. They're important for the ecosystem. And the same as the not so beneficial bacteria and not so beneficial organisms inside of our gut. They're important, but they love boxed and packaged foods. They love sugar. And if that's all we are feeding ourselves, then we are giving them the perfect environment to multiply, to reproduce and overrun. And these can cause any number of misery inside our body. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, we'll get to that in a second, that the foods to to have and the foods to avoid. Uh, One thing that just popped into my head when you were talking about, uh, like, you know, the depression and and stuff. I remember when I was doing my own research on on gut health, microbiome, and um, just going back to serotonin, sort of known as the, the happy hormone, you know. Um, isn't it right that roughly 80% of our serotonin comes from the gut? Is that is that statistic still standing? Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've actually heard 90% of it. Um, wow. And, and here's the thing as well. Serotonin is the precursor to melatonin. Melatonin being the sleep hormone. You know, if we are not producing enough serotonin, we might be struggling to sleep as well because of lack of melatonin. Nice, yeah. I mean, so it is... It is kind of crazy, isn't it? That this, like the fact that you even went to your doctor, mentioned food and, and was sort of poo-pooed like that, there's that as a silly idea where, you know, actually getting the right food into your diet is literally going to potentially increase your happiness chances by 80%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. So let's get into strategy. Um, so you mentioned briefly that let's start with the, the foods and the maybe drinks as well. What, what, what are the big culprits? What are the, the foods, drinks, um, things that are really affecting, and it doesn't have to be just food and drink. Obviously you mentioned like, you know, perspirants and, and stuff as well, but that, that from a nutrition standpoint, I find that really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the biggest ones without doubt are alcohol because alcohol in itself is going to wipe out a lot of our good bacteria. Um, Alcohol in itself is a type of mold, and that is like a fungus. That is the the sort of thing we don't want to be building up inside of our guts. Um, And I find that is the biggest, you know, I have so many clients who, you know, let's say if I'm coaching someone face-to-face person, 
you know, they had alcohol a couple of days ago uh, and all of a sudden, you know, they've got this going on or this don't, they've turned up the volume switch a little bit on some of their, you know, their initial, their, their, their problems that they suffer with in general. Um, alcohol, definitely one of them. Sugar, you know, I wouldn't say to people don't eat sugar, you know, it's everything in, everything in moderation, right? But sugar is a massive one because it is going to feed the not so beneficial organisms that live inside of our gut. And like I've said before, when we are doing that, we are just allowing them to multiply even further. We're talking about the, obviously like the refined sugar, you know, the, the non, um, like the, the, the man-made sugar and not, not the sort of the natural sugars, aren't we? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, we're, we're not so much saying fruit and stuff, but people, you know, when you say sugar, people seem to think, well, I don't have any sugar in my tea. I don't really have any sugar, but you've got to remember that, you know, breads, pastas all these things they turn to sugar in the body now i'm not an anti-carb guy at all carbs you know are so important for us but getting the right type of carbs you know if it grows that's going to be a better source of carb yeah fantastic okay so that those are the culprits so let's talk about the good stuff uh what what should our you know what should our plate look like if we really want to Let's say you've got someone listening right now and that, you know, they are struggling a bit mentally, that they're, they're having some bouts of maybe depression or just feeling down. They maybe know that their health and that their, their, their diet and isn't in the right place. You know, that they're, they're maybe drinking a bit too much. What, what are some real simple wins in terms of meals they can start putting together? I'll tell you a little story. I'll keep it very brief when I first ever started to try and eat healthier and this was before I knew anything about gut health I was getting two takeaways every single day at 6 p.m in the evening I'd get a pizza takeaway pizza and at about 12 o'clock at night because I was playing my xbox for most of the night I'd get whatever was open kebab indian whatever it was and one day I just decided something switched in my head I thought I'm gonna start eating more vegetables. I've never ate them in my life. I don't know what the fuss is about them. I don't see why people do eat them because they've got no taste to them. This is how I thought at the time. I'm gonna start eating more vegetables. So with my kebab at 12 o'clock at night, I'd microwave a bag of vegetables, all right? And I'd just put them on the side of the plate and eat them. Now, this was by far from perfect, far from perfect, but I was getting more vegetables in and it was easy because I wasn't going out of my way to do it. I was just simply adding them on to what I was already eating. We call this habit stacking. You've probably heard of that. Yeah. So it, it was easy enough to, to get them in. So I would say any way that you can start eating some more foods that grow, any way, whether that's fruit or vegetables, I'd say vegetables more so if possible, but any, any way you can eat a bit more food that grows would be, would be so important. Have you got a favorite? A fa I've seen a bit of your Instagram. And like, I see you make some smoothies here and there. Have you got like a, a favorite smoothie or a favorite recipe, like dinner or lunch that's like packed with goodness to improve gut health? I've got so many. Now, when, when people, it depends where people are at. You know, if someone comes to me and says, I want to get a few more veggie in, veggies in, what smoothies do you have? I wouldn't tell them the smoothie I have because it's, it's much further down the line. They'd probably taste it and be like, oh, you know, it's got ginger and everything like that in. But, yeah. you know, I'd say go online. There are so many smoothie ideas online, um, some really tasty ones as well. I love my smoothies. In my smoothies, I put two green apples um, and then I'll just mix it up. It could be broccoli. It could be cauliflower. I always put ginger in it. 
Um, yeah, ginger's a great add-on for smoothies, isn't it? It just gives it that kick. Massively. And you know what? The first ever time I started drinking smoothies, I put a tiny bit of ginger in and I was like, oh my God, this is so, this is burning my mouth. But now that bit of ginger is huge that I put in, you know, I tolerate it a lot more. But I first got into smoothies. I actually, I was having a protein shake for breakfast in the mornings and I thought, I wonder if I could get a bit more veg in here and put a bit of, just one little bit of broccoli in this protein shake. So I did it, I drank it and I was like, oh my God. I can't even taste the broccoli. Yeah. I'm getting bro- I'm getting broccoli in and I'm, I can't even taste it. This is great. So I started doing that and eventually it evolved into smoothies. But in terms of some of my favorite lunches, yeah, I mean, I love I love um, frying off some veggies and pouring some egg mix over. Um, I love frying off some veg and adding adding some um, adding some meat in there, some mints, some turkey mints or some beef mints. Um, and lately I've been eating a lot less meat as well. Been just, you know, experimenting a little bit lately. Um, but yeah, any way you can get, I say to people, you know, get a cookbook or go online. There's so many things online and just try, just try some things. Are you a fan end- of the, the pre probiotic kind of supplementation or are you more of a fan of just getting it from your, from your nutrition, from your food? Or a bit of both. No, I think all supplements have got their place for sure. I think probiotics are a great, great thing to use. I've been using them for a long time myself. Um, so, yeah, I think they're definitely a good thing to use, probiotics. And for anyone who's listening, because you just said pre and pro, prebiotics are the food for the bacteria that live in the gut. Probiotics are the bacteria that live in the gut. And then there is postbiotics. What did I speak about earlier? serotonin and b12 postbiotics are what those bacteria are making so pre pro and post are all important yeah you remind me also just a minute ago of like when you're talking about taste but one of my favorite quotes i can never remember where i first heard it but um it was basically your body craves what you feed it and um i think it's just so true because like you said you know when you're if you're eating pizza all the time or, or fast food, you know, or drinking or drinking caffeine, you crave more of that stuff. Like <laughs> your body wants, your body feeds on that, you know, um, just like when you give a child one food and like, like they're going to, they're going to crave more of it. But then if you make the switch, like initially, yeah, it's a bit, maybe, you know, you, you, it going like you said, going for one of your hard pack smoothies might be a big jump. But if you make the switch slowly, you if you're listening like and you're thinking about doing this, you won't believe how quickly your taste buds will change because your body starts to crave what you feed it. So you, you start getting those veggies in, you're getting those greens in. Guess what? You start craving that. And it's it, it like I'm not talking woo woo here. This is this is like from experience of working with thousands of people over the years, like talking to our members, like, oh, I actually actually quite enjoy this now. And they're sort of surprised. Massively. Taste buds can change over time. Between the ages of being a child and growing up to about 20, I ate nothing but boxed and packaged foods. I never put any vegetables in my mouth. And now it's, main, it's you know, 80% of what I eat. So taste buds can change. And let me tell you now that when I was about, 17 i tried eat, tried one bite of a grapefruit and i was, it was so sour i thought why is this even a food why would anyone want to eat something so sour my mouth's watering now because grapefruits taste so sweet to me now now there's no sugar no refined sugar in my 
um, diet. Grapefruits taste so sweet. Carrots taste so sweet. I, I taste the sweetness in everything so much more now. And believe me, it's, it is it is out out there. Once we once we make a change, like you say, our taste buds can change hugely. Yeah, yeah. I think people um, they they often make the mistake of thinking that taste is like a personality thing, and it's just like oh I, oh I'm one of these. That, it's like an identity that they become. They bring on this identity that they I, I don't eat vegetables. I don't eat. I can't eat meat. I can't eat fruit. Like I yeah I could I could never eat that. It's like. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you really could. Just, you just have to just make those small steps. Um, last question. So, what what would you say is the biggest challenge that most of your coaching clients go through when they're sort of working on, particularly gut health? What are the what what are the sort of the main challenges that you help them overcome? So, I help. I help business owners with their gut health. And I first want to quickly dive into why, because being a business owner myself and suffering with some of the things I did, I wasn't one of these people who was, you know, at the point where I was willing to, I was at a point where I would do whatever it took, because if I didn't get my health back on track, my business was going to suffer and crumble. And I could not allow that. It was sink or swim. So I had to make drastic changes um so yeah some of the some of the struggles i find people have i mean they are first of all they are ready when they start working with me they are ready for anything yet i I layer it all in for them i layer each thing into them whether it's diet or supplements or whatever it may be but sometimes you have to feel a little bit worse to get better you know the first few days can be quite hard seeing other people around you family that are still living the way that you once lived might be a little bit hard at first but let me tell you all now that you're not going to get to the next day and regret not having a having a pizza with all the family last night you know you're not going to get to the next day and and think oh i wish i didn't eat healthy yesterday you know i wish i didn't eat that salad or that meal that veg yesterday it's never going to happen you know you're going to feel better for it so getting over those little five ten minutes of because you will crave you know if you've lived so long eating all of those things you know, it's going to take you a little while to change. So that initial week or two can be quite tough, like it is with anything, you know, building a new habit. Yeah, I think that's a great way to like end, actually, for anyone listening. Like if you're ready and you, you want to transform your health in any way, what everyone does is obviously they set goals. And that's really important. But one of the things that I've talked to our members in the past about is when you're setting these goals is is predict what are going to be the challenges that you're going to have to overcome on the way so that when they come along, you're, you're ready for them and, and you, and you're not surprised, you know, you, you have that day two or day three, low sugar feeling of feeling, let's face it, pretty crap, lethargic, you know, Oh my God, can I do this? Um, and then obviously what happens, you start to skyrocket, your body starts to detox, you start to get more energy, start being more active because you've got more energy and because you're being more active, you get even more energy because you're being so active. You start to sleep better. When you start to sleep better, you recover better. When you recover better, you have even more energy. And then, and then you go through this period where you're like, why would I not want to do that anymore? (laughs) 
Love that. Yeah, you, you're so right on what you say. We need to, whenever we're taking on a challenge, we need to be prepared for the obstacles that are going to come our way. You know, we need to know like, okay, next week, I haven't got a lot of time. You know, how am I going to combat this? Or whatever it may be, we definitely have to be prepared for the obstacles, how we're going to feel and what could get in our way, etc. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important. I think I just, because so many people, that they the first obstacle that comes along, you know they quit unfortunately and you know because they just don't think they can do it and that like you know you're not progressing unless you're actually hitting obstacles right like in any any way of life you know you're going to come up against another obstacle so it's accepting that and if you can predict what they're going to be then that helps massively um so yeah um it's been awesome talking to you man i really really enjoyed it um so where can people like find out more about you and, you know, where can they follow your content and, uh, and just where should they go to find out more about improving their gut microbiome? Guys, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. The name is Tommy Berabe, surname spelled B-E-R-R-A-B-E, not a very common one. <laughs> um, and, you know, there is so much out there now, so many studies, so much research pointing to, to gut health. But unfortunately, your average doctor isn't, isn't clued up on it yet. You know, it's, um, you might have a hard time because they've not been taught nutrition much of the time. So by all means, you know, use your doctor, but also have another area of support. And there's plenty of research online. There's one good... Um, there's one good search that I like to use. It's called PubMed. And on PubMed, you can find so much um, research and data and studies done. You know, so if you're a bit skeptical about trying a change of diet, a change of lifestyle, then you can, you can look on there. But you mentioned a yeah. book earlier, Tommy. Um, what, was the, what was the book again that you recommended? Yeah, it's called The Fungus Link to Health. The Fungus Link to Health. I've not seen that. So I'm going to check that out as well um fantastic well um it's been really great talking to you man uh have you got any final words that you want to share with people um, go for it guys you have all the power to turn your volume switch up or conversely turn it down how you live today is going to directly impact how you look think feel and function tomorrow the next day the day after that and the day after that and remember there are 168 hours in a week it is not what you do for all of those hours and it is not what you do for some of them. It is what you are doing for most of those hours. Fantastic advice. Thanks, Tommy. Enjoyed that. Thank you.